I'm going to scarf down one more, one more <laughs> handful. Oh, they're so, they're so stale, but they're so good. There's a bag of tortilla chips in the back of my pantry that I think is well over a year old. That oh god, every now and then I'm like, fuck it, I want some. Wait, do you still pick at it? I do, dude. <laughs> it's not moldy or anything. Like those things last a long time. Yeah. What What is your opinion on, on generally on like when to throw away food? Well, obviously, if it's like food that we're supposed to eat that's like actually healthy and like <laughs> goes moldy or goes bad. Like obviously throw it away. Yeah. But so if, if there's any mold for a loaf of bread, if one slice has a little spot of mold on it and there's a bunch of bread in it that doesn't have that, are you eating the rest of it? No. If it's one little spot, probably not. Okay. But I have recently, Oh God, I'm cringing that I'm about to say this. <laughs> I saw a TikTok. Okay. <laughs> of this guy that was like putting fruit under a microscope, but basically like whenever, if there's mold on like one little bit of a strawberry, yeah. it's the, the whole thing. Yeah. The whole, the spores are like already like deeply rooted in there. Is that true for all of the strawberries or just but the I, one? That's a good point. That doesn't mean okay. all the strawberries are fucked. And I think verdict's out on that one for me. If right now, here you go. Here's a thing of strawberries. Yeah. They've been sitting in your fridge for a little bit. You just pick the moldy one out and eat the other ones. I don't think I have a consistent answer on this one. I think <laughs> I think it's got a it's the gut check. I think it depends who's there. I think it depends who's there on my mood. Okay, well wait, <laughs> no continue. Sorry, continue. Yeah, I mean this is behavioral economics. You know, like I don't I don't know I don't know is my real answer. There's stuff like that never goes bad. Yeah, but eventually you got to call it. I, like you gotta call it. If you have a, if you have a can of cranberry sauce that yeah. you've had in your cupboard for four years, which my mom <laughs> did, I was like, mom, can, unopened, canned. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Canned stuff will last years and years. That's true, man. But like, it's one thing if like she was gonna eat it, she was not gonna eat it. Nobody was gonna eat it. Okay, that's different. But if you open it and you smell it and it smells fine, like that's that's the thing for me. Is like, does it? Does it smell okay? Does it look okay? Yeah. Does it, so, so, okay, lastly, so that, that, okay. that leads us to our next question of expiry yeah. dates. Are you religious about them? No, not at all. Okay. I think that's it's, the right way to do it. It's all up to the nose. It's a sell by date. It's not an eat by that's date. True, that's true. That's true too. But yeah, and, and it's not like magically at 1159, it like goes bad, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a, I have a follow up about this. I have this thing that I like to ask people. Imagine a, a graph, an XY graph, and <laughs> like a. I can't stop imagining a, it. A, a Eli. Four, that's how. That's how my brain works. Graph. Everything in my life is on an XY graph. <laughs> it's like I live in the fucking training simulator for Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> There's just constantly like graph paper behind yeah. you, uh, and I look at your bed sheets, graph paper bed sheets, right now. <laughs> And your graph paper on your nightstand. <laughs> it's everywhere. Okay, I have this this chart I like to ask people. Two axes. One of them is like for health reasons, how willing are you to eat something dirty? And then the other axis is how willing are you to be seen by others eating something dirty? So let's let's define the axes. 
the first axis is let's say the the bottom let's that's the vertical part the bottom of it is I'll only eat something if I 100% know it's completely sanitary and clean. Like it's the germs are gone. Uh, no one touched it. Uh, it's on a clean plate, clean everything. That's when I'll eat something. And at the top of it is like, if it fell on the floor of the New York city subway, I would pick it up and maybe eat it. Oh God. You know that obviously that's, these are extremes, right? But where do you fall? So that's the one axis. The other one is even if something is a little bit dirty no one can see me eat it. Uh, and then the other one is like, I don't care if people see me like picking up and eating stuff on the floor. Like I would in a business lunch, if something fell on the floor, pick it up and eat it. I would do that. That's the two ends of the ex extreme. So like, where do you fall on the graph? Uh, I might be a true neutral on this. Um, really? Let right me, in let the me, middle. Let me, let me think about this. Okay. Cause like, I, I, I think I'm on the lower half of, the like you're talking about physically dirty not like yeah not like, like food truck like this is unhealthy for you like no 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 As McDonald's. In like, you're it, it could about be like infected with some germs dirty. yeah like is it going to give you food yeah, poisoning? i think i'm That's... i think i'm closer i'm definitely bottom half okay so you 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 err on the side of you want things clean and no no no, no. like bottom half meaning like dirtier like toler okay. tolerant okay like five second rule you know you're good like, at that Okay. I'm, okay, I'm okay. Like, yeah, I'll brush off some like floor dust sometimes, <laughs> you know, maybe not ground sand, but I've in my lifetime, ground sand. like I, Pockets. I think it's <laughs> ground sand. No, sorry. All right. Keep, keep going. Yeah, as opposed to sky sand. I don't know why I said <laughs> ground sand, but like, you know, I, I like, get you mean I've like in my lifetime, I think eaten shit off the fucking floor yeah. but like you know yeah, yeah. and then by, seen by other people social I yeah i think so you you gave me quadrants but if you made it into like true neutral like three by three i think i'd be on the bottom right of the of middle of the middle square like i'm not atrocious yeah i'm not gonna like eat shit off the ground all the time but i do think that i get moderately more conscious when there's people around okay so you you would hesitate to do what you would do alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would bit. slightly, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, because Nikki and I have kind of like the opposites. Yeah. I'm a little bit more like I want to make sure what I'm eating is clean, but yeah. I don't care who sees me eat something. And then Nikki is the opposite. She's like, she's okay. Something fell on the floor. Oh, really? In more scenarios, she'll eat it. But she's much more conscious about not doing that in front of other oh people. Oh my God. I want to call so, yeah. her out on that. I want to tease her about that. <laughs> it's like, Nikki, I heard you eat shit off the floor. <laughs> no, no, she's, she's always just been like, uh, it's fine. It's all our yeah. germs. We're all yeah. familiar with these germs, that's especially her, around our house. I feel like that's her crunchy gal side. Yeah. Cr crunchy. Like, that's the Portland yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. Granola. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I like that term. I think that's her crunchy side. Yeah, man. Well, that's a good little cold open. That's <laughs> yeah. a cute little questionnaire. No, and here's the thing. There's no easy way to move into talking about this episode. Because I'm going to come right out and say it. This is my least favorite episode of the whole series. What? <laughs> yes. What? You like this episode? Did we watch the same episode? What did you watch? The one where he's fucking hallucinating. Yes. From the dreams. <laughs> I don't like this episode. What? <laughs> Dude. Whoa, I think okay. in the history of our podcast, this might be the first episode, the, the biggest delta 
Whoa. Okay. Because I literally was thinking about coming in saying, this is my favorite episode of the show. <gasps> and then I had to literally walk myself no back. Way. And then no I had to way. walk myself back from that. I don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I realized I don't mean that. Okay. Wow. I thought this was going to be a pretty like mundane episode. Not mundane, but like pretty, <laughs> you know, like we usually mutually shit or mutually gush the, over I think episodes. this is actually the first time where we have completely different opinions on an episode. Dude, I had a blast this episode. <laughs> oh my God. What is happening? I'm not used to this format. We've never disagreed. <laughs> I, Dude, welcome back to the podcast. This is Avatar The First Viewing. And this is the theme song goes like this. Welcome back to Avatar the First Viewing. This is the podcast where a first time watcher of the show Avatar the Last Airbender goes to and watches the entire series from start to finish alongside an Avatar expert. I'm your Avatar expert, Eli. And I'm your Avatar newbie. My name is Peter. Welcome back to the show. And today we have our first ever big disagreement on an episode. I thought this was a good episode. What you what y'all think? What y'all think? All right. This is season three, episode nine, Nightmares and Daydreams. Nightmares and Daydreams. Yes. Okay. I don't like this episode. I don't like it. And I think and I remember when I first when I watched this episode for the first time. My too, mouth is ajar. I I, I, like, <laughs> I want I, when I watched it for the first time, I had the same opinion. Oh okay. I, I was like and I watched it again and it just confirmed my opinion. This is not my favorite episode. The primary reason to me, this episode is like what would normally be like a side gag, but it's made as the main thing. Mm. Right. God Where damn we have, it. Are you going to convince me? <laughs> Are you already convincing the, me? God damn it. Usually like if like this whole thing of someone having this like crazy dreams, whatever, that would just be like a, a one, two, three, like a beat, beat yeah. payoff. Yeah. But this episode is just. Oh, they're doing it again, and they're doing it again, and they're doing it again, and I just don't like it. I think it's goofy. I think it's very silly, but I think there's a lot of flaws that we can get into. That's my overall impression. Tell me your overall impression. You look so disappointed. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My wheels are turning, man. I'm conflicted. Uh, Wow, dude, this is like the first time. Because, dude, usually you'll, you'll say a point, and I'm like, wow, like, yeah, I never yeah. thought of it that way. I really, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. wow, what an interesting new perspective. And I, I generally, like we have different perspectives a lot, but they're usually complimentary. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think I think what you're saying is, I disagree. I disagree with your points. I All think. Right. I want to hear I, it. I, I, I do me. think I'm a little bit, I think it's a little bit subjective, the reasons I like it. Yeah. Um, I do agree. I mean, it's everything is subjective. I think okay, you don't need enough. that qualifier. Fine, fine, fine. Tell me but, your but, opinion. But, but, yeah. I, I guess like, what I mean by subjective is like a lot of it for me was nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And like, that's clearly like more of a subjective reason than me saying like it was good acting or it was good yeah, yeah, yeah. animation or something like that. Yeah. Right. Instead of going into defending, I'll just give you kind of it, it, pretending like you didn't say your things. I'll just give you my, my take. Yeah. For me, I thought it really, t- to me, it like 10 out of 10 scratched my itch for good animation and like uh-huh. good storytelling like not just high quality animation but good storytelling with animation Mm -hmm. um and animation like like innovating on styling and format yeah there was a lot of different animation styles it was subtle but it was very different i think like not only in style but in terms of like genre Mm -hmm. it kind of paid homage to a lot of what to me felt like 
early '90s a classical yeah. anime, mm-hmm. and that that to me was very nostalgic and like fun to see. Mm-hmm. I thought the gags and bits were super powerful, super mm-hmm. hard hitting. It wasn't like oh, like wholesome, like cute. Well, it was wholesome and cute. Like yeah. not wearing oh, you're not wearing pants. You forgot about your math test. That's like very wholesome, yeah. classic, cute, bordering on cliche, but like tongue in cheek, so it's good. Yeah, I thought the gags were really strong. Like not just like an homage to Charlie Chaplin. I thought it was very, very punching, like hard punching, good bits. I thought mm-hmm. him kissing Katara. That that yeah. daydream bit was really fucking good. Like for example, yeah. I thought the A B story balance it it was a little bit A heavier, and Zuko's side was a little bit milder. But mm-hmm. I thought the this was another really strong, not the strongest, but like another good like A B story thematic duality balance. That's true. In terms of storytelling, yeah. I thought the theme of this was also like nine out of ten for me. Like very strong. Yeah. I think I also just resonate with like the generalized anxiety and like anxiety that, dreams. That's what I was going to say. I feel like this is like a Peter and Nikki episode. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I really, I, yeah, I, I resonate with Aang's emotions in this episode a lot. Yeah. So, so I think that's why I also really liked it. And I, and I resonate with Zuko's side of like being pissed that he wasn't invited to the military party. Yeah. But then he realized he was super invited and valued at the military party, but like, that's not what he wants anyway. Yeah. You know? And like, mm-hmm. that's my whole thing with like, oh, I'm sad that I don't have a sexy corporate job, but I was the most miserable I, I ever was mm-hmm. when I had my corporate sexy job. Yeah. 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 So like that duality, like I really resonate with all that. I think my big critique would be that like, it's like the Walt fly episode from Breaking Bad. It, it, like nothing actually <laughs> really happened. Exactly. It was kind of more of a character study. Mm. But I do think it was a, from like a season storytelling plot device, I think it was a very cool choice to have this episode before, because to me, my, I think it's going to start shitting the fan next episode, yeah. right? Because literally they said they, out of the blue. That's the invasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They said out of the blue, it's four days and then three days go by like this. And it's like yeah. the next episode, it's the day of the invasion. For me, again, I, maybe I resonate with the general anxiety too hard, but like to me, this is like does a better job of like getting us on the edge of our seats mm-hmm. for the ramp up to the finale than Boom Boom Man, Sparky Sparky Boom Boom Man. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, because this is the, because to me, this episode is kind of like the, um, what is that one war movie that was just silent the whole fucking time with Harry Styles? Uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Like, to mm-hmm. me, this was like the calm before the, the terrifying calm before the storm, Dun- like Dunkirk. Like, yeah. So those are the reasons I really liked it. The reason that I walk it back from it being my favorite, I think it just like really spiked my personal enjoyment. Couple like gags and bits. It made yeah. me feel like I was revisiting a Disneyland that I kind of forgot about because a lot of the animation motifs were like from. Like Asian mm-hmm. animes that like I, I don't even remember really what they're pulling from, but like stuff that I probably watched growing up that I can't even like name. Yeah. So I think it like just really was refreshing in that way. But like, I mean, there's like amazing episodes that are like 10 out of 10, like like Zuko alone. Yeah, yeah. There's a I think my favorite, I can't remember it, but it's the one where like the A B story is so strong. Mm-hmm. I think it's the one where mm-hmm. Zuko cries at the end on top of the mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, those are my overall thoughts, man. And like that, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm back in. I got a lot of supporting arguments there. It's, a, it's all right. It's all right. I can see. I can see. Uh, I'm glad that you you can allow me to see this episode in, in a new light. Okay. And I did suspect while we we're watching it too. I was like, this is a very relatable episode, and I think that's why it can have some love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get into it. Why don't you reference this a little bit? Why don't we yeah. get into our newbie recap? We can go over all these moments. Yep, yep. All right, newbie recap. The Ang Gang arrive at the rendezvous point island that Sokka sorted out. He remembered his gaunt chart. Yes. Finally. Yeah, they, they actually do a callback to it, which I... Uh, every time yeah. I call out something, the <laughs> showrunners like, mention it back and they, they win me yep. back in their graces. Mm-hmm. They go to the rendezvous point island. It's just like an empty island in like the, I don't know, the Fire Nation islands. And they're going to camp out there for four days before the day of the black sun or whatever it's called, or the, like the solar eclipse, the invasion. That's where they're going to meet the water tribe and like the other people invading. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the A story, Aang just can't sleep because every time he sleeps, he has an anxiety dream about the invasion. Super hyperbolized stylized anime type mm-hmm. animation of like Ang and like weird, like shonen anime protagonist yeah, garb I, and different hairstyles. I think he, specifically the, the first one, he's Goku. Yeah. His hair is, his hair very, is go- very, his Goku. outfit is Goku. Yeah. 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 The second one is a uh, Trigun. Oh, is it Trigun? Yeah. Look it up. Uh, With the ear piercings. Yeah. And the, and the, uh, the coat that covers the mouth. The main character. What's his name? Uh, I'm not too familiar with Trigun. But yeah, that's a classic like 90s yeah. sort of anime. Yeah. And I think it was intentionally like it might have it, it was to, to me, it looked a little bit like Nagato from Naruto. I also got the the Naruto because Naruto yeah. does that like mouth guard yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Exactly, too. exactly. But mm-hmm. like it's less important that it's referencing a certain anime. It's more that they're referencing the same era of pop culture in Japan that those animes yeah. were referencing, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, they they stylize it to something like Trigon, something like Naruto. They yeah. make the villain look like Doctor Eggman, like super goofy yeah. at one point. Uh, it, it's 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 really fun to watch for me. But but uh, <laughs> but the but like the Fire Lord Ozai is like Bowser cartoonish, and he's like, "Well, you forgot your pants." Yeah. And then the second time, it's like. Oh, you remembered your pants, but what about this yeah, pop math, math quiz? Like, yeah, so funny. And then we've uh, all had that dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are his nightmares. And then during the day, because he hasn't, he's just like, I'm just gonna stay up for 72 hours. He's like training, punching a tree, and then he starts to have these delusions of mm. Appa and Momo in like samurai outfits and like. Mm-hmm. Shogun outfits, sword battling, and then at one point he Pee Pee Le Pew like <laughs> hits on Katara and they smooch, and I'm like, gasp! <laughs> uh, and it, it turns out he's just like you know hallucinating. He's dreaming it. Yeah, he's just dreaming. Mm-hmm. He finally gets some rest at the end of the episode because like Katara calms him down or something. I, okay, that I would kind of critique that. He he just kind of yeah. There wasn't like a specific hard catalyst of why he was able to soothe and go to bed. Mm -hmm. But he gets to bed and then the dream is like, 
oh, Fire Lord Ozai, you forgot your pants. And then he's like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like fade off into the, like fade to black kind of into the distance. Yeah. Uh, on the B story, Zuko uh, is not invited to the military strategy meeting. Yeah. And he's salty. So he goes to May. Oh, no, 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 no. Before that, he's just kind of like flexing his royalty power and, and like impressing May by getting yeah. her f- flan or something. I, I don't even remember. <laughs> with rose petals on it. Fruit tart with rose petals. Uh, fr- fruit tart with rose petals. Mm-hmm. A little bit like disassociated, but like enjoying royal life. Like not, he's kind of glossed over, but he doesn't get invited to the military strategy operation. So he feels slighted. And he's like mm-hmm. throwing a little bit of like a tantrum and like Azula is like, dude, chill. Like, I don't know. Like maybe it was so obvious that you should have, you're coming that you weren't invited. Anyway. She knows how to get under his skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But later the meeting is going on and Zuko being a passive aggressive little biznatch. I'm not going to go if, you know, they yeah. don't want me. And it's not like he goes and like asks, hey, should I be here? I feel like I should be here. He just like waits. And then a messenger comes and is like, uh, the Fire Lord insisted on not starting the meeting without you. And mm-hmm. he sits him right next to him. Like he's reassured that like it's his son and he's like the rightly prince. And mm-hmm. he sat there being a good prince. But then he came back from the meeting and he's like, that sucked. Like I hated that. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how it ends. I don't think there's much else other than him just being like, that's it. What is this cognitive dissonance? What must I make of this? Yeah. It's a callback, at least to me. I saw that as a callback to Iroh's speech to him in the, when he's going to like control, like capture Appa or something like that. Yeah. And he says like, you got to think about what is it that you want? Is it your destiny or is it the destiny that someone imposed upon you? Yeah. So he's reckoning with that this episode. Yeah. I think it's a callback to like when you had that nightmare of like with the two dragons and like. It, I mean, in many ways, because he does this, these weird hallucinations in yeah. that nightmare. Aang is having it in this yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we already went over our, our overall thoughts. Any predictions we can draw from this? I feel like there are. Any predictions we can draw? Predictions. Well, I think, um, <clears throat> okay, what are the few nuggets of data we actually got? Okay. Here's, here's, the, here's the nuggets of data. One is that Zuko is like, okay, that, that's enough of this, essentially. Of he's, he's saying like, this life, it's just not, it doesn't make him happy. Yeah. So he has to, he has to make a decision now. Yeah. That's Zuko. Then for Aang, and then this is getting into the reasons I don't like this episode, like how much <laughs> really changes for Aang? Not that much, but... How about Aang, Aang and Katara, though? Because, like, before we had a season two, his love for Katara was a big plot element there. And we keep on going back and forth. Keep on going back and forth. All right. Is it Katara and Zuko? Or is it Katara and Aang? And we're going, we're moving. We're moving. So, uh, th- to me, those are the two predictions we can draw for this. There's not really that much else to say. But w- what do you think? Well, I thought it was super powerful that because he was so delirious and fully daydreaming, we were seeing his, like, deep con- his uh, id his id mm-hmm. like fully manifested right yeah and unencumbered like he's fully like he wants to sweep katara off her feet and just like he's in love with her like it's not yeah. like he has a little crush right mm-hmm. so i think like that begs to the question of like his av- avatar state even for me so i think that like his avatar state in 
the final moments will really, he will have to like re like, you know, when he got struck by lightning by yeah. Azula, like he'll have to re we'll see that moment again. And he will have mm-hmm. to fully step up to the plate and like show that he can let go. Like it's, yeah. he, he doesn't have that in the bag. Mm-hmm. And, and for that reason, I don't think he's going to end up with Katara is my prediction. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think that his destiny is to be uh, maybe I'm projecting my shit onto him. But like in my head, the hero's journey, Aang is Jesus, Aang is Neo. Yeah, they don't end up with Trinity. Again, this might be my being obsessed with narrative of like to achieve greatness, you must sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I think I have that kind of like bias in my own life as well. So I might be projecting that, but like. That's what I feel like will happen. He will sacrifice his love for his selfish love for Katara for the greater good of reaching his full potential as an avatar and saving the world. I think that will thematically be how it unfolds. Okay. I'm more certain about that. That doesn't necessarily mean that Katara ends up with Zuko, right? Yeah. But I also think like that this is more like finger in the air prediction. I I, I feel Mm -hmm. like they end up together. For Zuko, I don't know. I feel like he's going to link. I remember. I don't remember the how... Zuko's side ended up but like to me there wasn't a big catalyst for him to like no throw down his garb and like it, leave the fire yeah. or anything like I think he's still gonna tink, like kick the can around a little bit he's he, he that conflict is deeply set in him yeah but I you're right that what this episode shows is not quite enough for him to be like fuck all of this right it's him yeah. to really begin questioning himself yeah so for me I find that like when I have cognitive dissonance, I spend stage one is spend a fuck ton of time avoiding it and pretending like it doesn't exist, which mm-hmm. like for Zuko is like all of season one, beginning yeah. of season two. And then stage two is like question why you're self-sabotaging a bunch and like miserable, even though like on paper, everything should be fine. Phase three is like become subconsciously aware of it, but not verbalize it. Yeah. Step four is verbalize it in your head, but not take any action or put it into words. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of where he is. Like he, yeah. he knows it and he could take action and verbalize it right now if he wanted to, but he hasn't. Yeah. And that's like mm. right at the surface. It's like bubbling <laughs> right beneath the surface. Yeah. So now I, I think it, he's kind of biding his time. Cool. I like that. I think that's a, I think that's a great explanation. Yeah. I think we should move on to our favorite scenes. I mean, for me, it was the all the hallucinations and daydreams. That's okay, which is a lot of the episode, which is why I enjoyed it so much. I liked a couple shots that come to mind in his uh, nightmares. There was one shot where like these eyes were like blinking, like in the inside that. of the cave. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. very much a callback to like, or very much like looks like Yu Yu Hakusho or like Roni Kenshin, like that era of anime, like demonic. That, that one even reminded me of like the irreverence that was present in some SpongeBob episodes. Oh, some various yeah. like Cartoon Network, like yeah, weird, yeah, yeah, when yeah, 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 like Dexter's Lab era. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of these shows are leaning into weirdness that they're yeah. not doing today. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what. I felt like this was kind of yeah. It, it called back to that. Yeah, it's kind of like a cartoony demonic yeah. feel, and it was very nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. So that I liked the shot, like zooming in on Toph, and she raises her head, and she was like eyeless, kind of. Uh-huh. Uh, that was interesting. Like, what the hell does that symbolize? But it's disturbing. 
I really like the tapestry painting that Zuko was staring at of his father. I want to talk, I want to talk yeah. about that one. Why? Ozai's face yeah. in that tapestry is like classic G- uh, Giga Chad face. He's literally like <laughs> mew. He's mewing and he's like this. He's like, <laughs> not exaggerate. Go back and look at it. He just said mewing. He uh, is. He's hardcore mewing and his like lips are doing like the Giga Chad lip thing. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. When I rewatched this, I did I not remember it looking like it. that. I liked it. I thought I liked the stylized anime. There were so many different styles of animation in this episode. Yes. I really loved yeah. it. And uh, it was subtle, but they also animated Zuko's B story slightly different than Aang's mainline. Mm-hmm. Aang's mainline was, we were familiar with it, but Zuko's side looked a little bit more anime, looked a little bit more. Yeah. Like, uh, like more th- depth on the shading, a little bit more. Yeah. Like mature. Like kind of mm-hmm. like by mature, I mean kind of like uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, right? Like a little bit yeah. more mm-hmm. mature, like HBO mature. A little bit more feline on the face, facial features, I think. Kind of like 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 anime feline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I see like, what you like mean. Pretty boy K-pop. Because uh, all of the characters in the Fire Nation side have like the thinner eyes, like mm-hmm, in their design. Mm-hmm. So it's May, Azula, and Zuko. Yeah, all of the above. Whereas on the Aang side. All of the characters in the Ains side yeah, have right. like the bigger, bigger, Big, brighter yeah, yeah, eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. And speaking of the animation, <laughs> this episode, uh, the the Ang side, it a lot of it just reminds me of like a Looney Tunes episode, which is like, it is wacky. I, and I like, I like that, and it's just the way that they animate their faces, yeah, and like uh, Ang's like anxiety thing, because like Bugs Bunny is like is that character and. Are you into Looney Tunes at all? Like, have you, did you watch it growing up? Dude, I've downed so much Kellogg's cereal watching. Like just, I'm saying Saturday morning series and and Looney Tunes. Yeah. That's how I I learned English, dude. Really? Pretty much. Like Looney Tunes specifically? Like I think. Tom and Jerry and all that. I think Looney Tunes, Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab Mm. were like the staples for me. And then like a little bit later, like Lizzie McGuire. (laughs) okay (laughs) so like cartoon network saturday morning was pivotal i remember one of the first things i ever watched was in like literally the first my first day in america i remember Mm. seeing footage of ed ed and eddie and powerpuff girls and then back then like to the greats yeah that's awesome so i i get your your connection your nostalgic connection to this animation because bugs bunny how they animate him like in the earlier stage, like when the first couple seasons, I don't know how to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Like the first couple seasons yeah. of Looney Tunes, he did this thing where there'd be these moments where Bugs Bunny would, would uh, like if when he was very surprised or very um, like, he's in a very like strange scenario. He do this thing where he like would alternate through a bunch of different facial expressions. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that reminded me a ton of what, Aang was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it was inspired at least partially by like these crazy Bugs Bunny things. They don't go quite as extreme as they do. That's why I really love that show is like they can do those extremes and they can do a lot with the subtlety in Looney Tunes. But in, in this show, like especially his hands and his like lips and they did yeah. go a little bit more exaggerated. I, I did like that about this episode. Yeah, I thought his I'll body give it that much. Good. I think his body language is good. I thought his <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's not hard to do, but I, I don't know why. I really appreciated the bags under his eyes throughout the entire yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. They just maintained it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Appa and Momo talking when, <laughs> when, when a lot of it was, I think, kind of like the good kind of bad. I'll, I'll concede to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Especially Momo's side, it was good bad for me. Yeah. But I did unironically laugh when they panned the camera. The panning was great. They like yeah. they go to Katara. Katara says like, oh, you really have to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, And then so- Sokka says something. Sokka, and then Toph. Toph says something. Yeah. And then it pans to Appa just like standing, standing up there, talking. Just standing there like, you really have to take care of yourself. Yeah. And it was such like a Smokey the Bear fucking voice. <laughs> uh, I didn't love Momo's voice, but... Uh, <laughs> and then they a uh, wide shot of uh Appa just standing there like eight feet tall. I I, th- I just yeah. thought that was such a goofy shot. I really enjoyed it. This that whole sequence. I want to talk about that sequence. Yeah, that sequence in particular. That felt very American animation. It did not feel anime. Yeah, that whole section. That was like not especially anime. the sheep. Right, the yeah. way they were animated felt very like Nickelodeon. Cartoon Network, it did not feel anime. And they, there's so many other parts of this series where they like lean into anime tropes and the characters will be animated. And these like, like, you know, like Full Metal Alchemist, they always do these things where they like have those like very simple 2D drawings with like all the details painted away. They're just these blobs. And it's like when they're like really confused or surprised about something. Yeah. They'll have yeah, that. Yeah, and it's just their mouth moving like that. Yeah. 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 They've, this show has done stuff like that in the past, but here it's, I don't know how to describe it, but I, there's just something I don't like about the sheep bothered me. Really? And yes. I, I can't put my finger on it. Damn. Interesting. But well, there, there's something about it. And like the um, when Momo and Appa are fighting each other, like their size, like they're almost the same size. I was like, that is weird. I don't know why I'm nitpicking this shit, but I had that thought the first time I watched it. And I had that thought again, watching this again. Yeah. I, I did think that. If Momo and Appa were anamorphi humanized yeah. and they got in a sword fight, like there was one part where <laughs> Momo with one sword was holding back Appa's four swords. And I was like, yeah, come on. Like, <laughs> even in a delusion, like, what is this? Uh, yeah, it's Obi-Wan versus General Grievous. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's the podcast bingo the star, yeah, yeah, star yeah. um but dude I, well i love it whenever they show another animal mix-up in this universe like uh yeah. like the like the they had the cow yeah bird yeah, yeah, yeah. they so, had the sheep bat right they, they had the uh was it bat? Uh, to me it looked I like koala sheep yeah you're right they just had the like big ears and i, yeah, I couldn't yeah, really yeah. place it koala sheep and then uh in one of the dreams Lord Ozai was riding a flying cow hippo. Yeah. A flying cow hippo that, that breathed fire. fire. I was on. like, what? Come I was on. like, what? Come on, Eli. That's phenomenal. That's, I know. Usually I'm like, yes, bull moose, bull moose, lion, bear. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Platypus, bear. Love it. This yeah, time yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Something's off. Yeah. I can't put my finger on it, man. I don't know. It was, I, th- I think it might have jumped the shark of. It, or maybe it, not jump the shark, but maybe it like maybe went o- way overboard for you. It was like something like Doja Cat would doodle in her notebook. Like that's what that's exactly that's unhinged. what I'm going to get into next. That's <laughs> and I want to go over one thing that I liked about this episode mm. and that I want to talk about dislikes. But OK, one I'm going to send this to you is I just thought this 
this one screenshot was funny. Uh, and here's my meme caption of it. It's like when you when you're high and you go to the the convenience store and they ask you how you're doing and you look at them like this. <laughs> Dude, I was expecting something so much crazier. <laughs> Wait, this is such a good shot. I don't. I, I saw that. I'm like, why does she look so weird? Something is familiar about the way she looks. <laughs> She's smiling, but oh her eyebrows. God. Wait, uh, I wish there was a way to show the viewers this this okay. image. V- viewers, this is just right before what we were talking about, listeners. Right before we were talking about where it goes from like person, 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 and then it shows Appa standing up talking. It starts with Katara, and there's this shot, and it looks like she's high, and she's she's trying to hold in her laughter, but <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, concern- I don't know what to call it. Oh yeah. man. But it's like super like straightforward shot of her face. Like, <laughs> yeah. All three of them. It was like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I liked about this episode is the parallel between it's like these different types of anxieties. Right. Yeah. You have this like this sort of FOMO sort of thing. Like it's kind of wrapped up in Zuko's identity anxiety. Yeah. And then Aang's performance anxiety, essentially. Mm, 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 mm. And I, I love when the show, it feels more like an episode when you have the AB story and they have a common theme. Yeah. And I like that they have that this time. Yeah. That was it for my likes though. <laughs> we want to talk about dislikes. Yep, yep. All right. Dislikes for All me, right. I think I hit on most of it. I think it was a little bit odd. Like the resolution kind of felt a little flat. Yeah. It was just kind of like, okay, and now I'm just going to sleep now. And yeah. like, oh, now I'm still kind of pissed. But like, mm-hmm. I kind of knew that already but i think like maybe my dislike is a like i think that's how anxiety feels a lot of the time like there's no right like nothing happens for you that resolves it you have to do the hard thing and just choose to like rise above it kind of i would actually say the resolution here is that he essentially he needed validation Mm. and he wasn't getting that this episode like there is they're trying to console him yeah well for both of them oh okay and it resolves in opposite ways like zuko he gets validation and this confirms to him like this isn't what i want and like that yeah my anxiety is even deeper than this but then for ang it's people are trying to therapy therapize him yeah but that's not what he needed he just needed like the vulnerability from his friends saying like we believe in you and that's what allowed him to be able to internalize oh, okay it. that is a good resolution yeah. i don't know why i didn't really internalize that yeah they're, they're just saying like we already know you're gonna crush it man like yeah we trust in you oh, we man. love you that whole thing Eli, that's what I you think... do for me man that's what you do for me <laughs> and i think that's what people need like they don't need mm, tell me about your no I'm not, I'm not saying people don't need this but like that's what they're they're trying to therapy talk on him yeah. and that this is gonna go into my bogus thesis but can i talk about my dislikes go ahead okay some of the weirdness in this episode is like exactly what you're saying like doja cat recently is doing this and i don't like it it's just like weird they're just trying to be like edgy weird for the sake of being edgy oh what's doja cat up to she her whole era right now i'm not about i like i really like doja cat I, i liked her previous two three album eras yeah this current era, not so into. Alex, I also don't really like her single. The um, I can't think of the song, but I don't really. Is she like being it. like weirder than normal? Yes, she's like leaning in and trying to be edgy and weird. And anyway, but that's kind of different. But 
I feel like some of the like weird, weird parts of this, they're just like, how could we be weird, but also not too weird? It can't be too LSD ish because, you know, this is Nickelodeon at the end of the day. So how <laughs> can we be weird? And we're trying to like, they're trying to push it. it. It just doesn't, that doesn't work for me. Secondly, this, this really feels to me like a filler episode and that I, 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 do kind of concede to that yeah the 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 ang story is just like just get to it like we want we want to get to the the day of the blacks the, the invasion we want to get there just get us just move move it along right i wouldn't mind if we can skip this three this is a weakness in like the season mm. once you get to this episode you're like oh yeah there hasn't been like an ang episode in a while you know what i mean yeah he's been a, he's been kind of in the background for a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, Aang. And then I think I've already, I already have like sprinkled in yeah. my, my uh, critiques. Oh yes. Lip sync issues. There's a couple lip sync issues, like two or three of oh, them in this that's episode. that's a big ding. That's a big and that, ding and that's, for me. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's like. Happened a few times. That's like table stakes. Ooh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it happened to Sokka. Happened to May. Saw it happen to both of them. That's rough. Yeah. Good call outs. Good call outs. I didn't like the Guru Patik moment. He came oh, in and he just like chakras, he just like chakras. Yeah, it's it's everybody it's like loves a, tasty chakras. Exactly. It's like I. It's like as if he was a video game character and people like if you play Overwatch, you can there's a you can do a thing. It says a voice line. Yeah. And like people just spam the voice line. That's what it felt like to me. So he come in, and he's just like chakras, <laughs> chakras, chakras, right? Like yeah. we get it. Like you taught him chakras, right? Yeah. Side note, that one character in uh, Overwatch that is somewhat like a Hindu reference. Which one? With the orbs. Pretty OP. Oh, Zenyatta? Yeah, very OP. Oh, that's like my favorite character. So good, dude. That was it for my critiques. Uh, any more from you or should we talk about our bogus thesis? Let's go into the bogus thesis. Yep, yep. Okay, my bogus thesis is that Azula engineered him uh oh, zuko not being invited that's a good one <laughs> like she like she intercepted the message yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that but she wants she loves tormenting him yeah 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 and i, I could see you her can doing tell this. you can tell she loves him yeah oh yeah but she loves tormenting him too for sure for sure yeah but it's true there is like a there there still is like a sibling love between them yeah that's a, i think that's a that, good one so li- that's why i like the beach episode yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's because you have like they hate each other, but they're still siblings at the end of the day. Yeah. And like when they like burn down that house together, they're like buddies at the end. So yeah. I thought that was cute. That's my bogus thesis is that Azula wants Zuko to feel less than her all the time. Yeah. And this is just an easy way to get out of him. Yeah. Because she knows he's someone who's going to like have anxiety over this. She That's yeah. not something that that's not a problem she has. No, she'd be like, who the fuck thinks like. Yeah, she would she would not be disrespected like that. Yeah. And like she would probably yell at her dad or something. No one no one would dare yeah. cross her. She'd be way. like, who, who the fuck took down Bossing Say? You're not gonna you're not gonna yeah. have or you're gonna have a meeting without me? Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what's your thesis? I think my bogus thesis is like Aang is unable to grasp the concept of true evil. And therefore, he is not yet capable mm. of reaching his true greatness and doing true good. Mm. So what I'm pulling at is Fire Lord Ozai, for, for all intents and purposes, 
is like he's still in the shadows. Like you see more and more of him. Yeah. And I think through the final episodes, you'll actually get to see like a human human side of him. But in Aang's subconscious, in his nightmares, presumably his the manifestations of his subconscious, he wasn't even a two-dimensionally flat evil character. Mm-hmm. He was a cartoonish oaf. Yeah. Right? And I think that kind of speaks to Aang's like inability to even truly grasp how dark and formidable his opponent yeah. his, his opposing force is, right? Like mm-hmm. arguably Sparky Sparky Boom Boom Man is like scarier and more formidable than like Aang's characterization of Ozai in in his dreams. Mm -hmm. Right. And like his anxieties feel somewhat detached from reality. Like he's anxious about reality, but in his dreams, he's also avoiding reality. The reality is that Fire Lord Ozai will mercilessly kill him, his friends and his Mm -hmm. family and like killed his entire tribe, you know? Yeah. I mean, they, they, committed genocide against exactly, whole, exactly everyone he used to know yeah and like knowing the show and knowing ang like maybe we will see like because uh is it sozin uh roku's friend mm-hmm. yeah like we see sozin in like a very like a pretty likable light right like he's mm-hmm. pr- he's imperialistic but like you can empathize from like a fire nation's point of view he's like an upstanding militant ambitious healthy, strong male leader, you know? Mm. Uh, so maybe we'll see that side of uh, Ozai as well. Like, I, I don't know if he'll be characterized as like pure demonic evil. Like, I think yeah. the show is well-rounded enough that like we see that in his own head, he, he's a good guy. Like, I don't think he's just like a chaotic evil guy. But I, I, I think that plays into, I think there's a duality to it. I don't think you can, I think yin and yang, like the show's very much about balance and duality. I don't think... And can truly reach his like full potential, save the world, avatar state level of good and like sacrifice and achievement and all those things without fully grasping that people, even three-dimensional people that think they're that are doing good, can manifest great evils mm-hmm. and they must be opposed. Yeah. And it's his destiny to oppose him. Mm-hmm. So that's my bogus thesis. Pulling from the fact that his his dreams about the Fire Nation Lord is are like super cartoony. I like that. And I, as you, as someone who doesn't know that much about Ozai right yeah. now, what do you think in Ozai's mind, out of what you know about him, how do you think he sees himself as the hero? It's a good question. I think I haven't put much thought into it, but I believe Ozai in his head is like, I mean, he's he probably thinks he's like the Third Reich. Basically, the nation was destined for greatness and world domination but then got kind of fucked and now he's like bringing the fire nation back to its former glory like what it was always meant to do and like he's he's kind of like doing what his father or grandfather couldn't Mm -hmm. and he i think he has like a manifest destiny kind of righteousness to it i don't know that's what i'm thinking maybe I think the show maybe will pull something interesting and he has somehow deluded himself into thinking like, I'm just riffing off of what, uh, shows Sozin said. And he's like, our nation's thriving. Like, why don't, why, mm-hmm. like, why don't we get rid of the people that are trying to stop us from sharing this wealth yeah. with everybody? Like I could see that mm-hmm. being a thing, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like Azula. It's different for Ozai. Yeah, think? I think so. I think Azula being as like blatantly militant as she is, I think she mm-hmm. probably takes after her dad and like, I think it's, yeah, 
more, I feel like he's probably more forthright and owning of, I want world domination because fire nation people are the best. And we, because we are the most powerful, we deserve it. Like, I feel like yeah, that's kind of he, he did something similar. And what we do know about them is that he, in a way, usurps Iroh of being the Fire Lord because he's the younger brother of Iroh. That's true. And he kills he kills his father to get the throne. You remember that scene? Wow. I do now. I f- totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No wonder Azula. Huh. Huh. <laughs> huh. What does it say about Azula? Huh. I never <laughs> connected that dot. Huh. <laughs> well, that's our episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a lot to think about because we're going to go to the two. No, we're not going to the Fire Nation. We already are in the Fire Nation, but we're going to be launching an attack against the Fire Nation. Try to end the war in the Day of the Black Sun, where firebending is not allowed that's not the right term not possible yeah. during the day of the black sun allowed. <laughs> no, 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 no 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 you said you wouldn't remember uh who is our sponsor this episode our sponsor this episode is uh is melatonin, melatonin. oh yeah. geez, baby okay melatonin you might know you might think in your mind hmm melatonin if i'm having trouble to go to sleep I'm, yeah, there it is. You have it on your bedside table, but you might not know this about melatonin. Melatonin is not something for you to, you're struggling to fall asleep and you pop melatonin and then go right back. That's not how you use melatonin. Melatonin, you're supposed to eat, not eat, you're supposed to consume melatonin yeah. several hours before you go to bed. You're supposed to eat it with your dinner. Oh, really? Yes. A lot of people don't know that. This is coming straight from Nikki. Nikki can back me up on this because she told this to me. What does she think? She is a doctor? (laughs) A doctor? The melatonin is supposed to help with your circadian rhythm, but it's not like a fast acting drowsy drug, right? That's like Benadryl. You take Benadryl, you get drowsy. This is not a, this is not sponsored. This is not, not a, no one paid me to say this is just like advice from someone who, May know a thing or two. Not me, technically. I just know it secondhand for someone yeah. who really does know this stuff. Just check but... out our affiliate links in the... <laughs> <laughs> Melatonin, don't have it to immediately fall asleep. Take it in advance as you're planning. To yeah, I do kind of do that. Advance. I do take it and then I, I, I kind of mosey on to bed like that's a little bit later. A couple hours. Let's say three hours later. That's three hours? Wow. Yeah. With dinner, right? You're not, you, know, you eat dinner about 7 p.m., go to bed about... 10 p.m. There you go. I don't go to bed at 10 p.m. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where you're getting that. It's it's 11 p.m. <laughs> right now for you, isn't it? It is. And with that, I just want to thank everyone for listening once again. So until then, I'll leave you with these words of wisdom. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anxiety about the words of wisdom. Do unto other. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, 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 um, knowing when rest is more productive than productivity yes. is one of the most yes. helpful skills you will learn as an adult. So yes. pra- start practicing now. <laughs> <laughs>